Welcome back to this week's edition of a Geshmak of our podcast. This week's parasha, Parashas Vayelech. Also, the Aseris Yemei Tshuva. The Halacha is brought by the Ramah in Hilchas Aseris Yemei Tshuva. I'd like to point out that it's a Halacha and it's not a Kabbalah or a Musr idea, but rather a Halacha, that a person should be Mefashvesh B'maisav. He should search into his actions during the 10 days of repentance. I apologize if my audio is not great. Forgot to bring my microphone home for Yantif. Ramah brings that we have to search into our actions. Rabbi Yeruchim, when he sees this halacha, it's at the beginning of Parshas Nitzavim. It's a little bit, uh, I guess we can call it a, a question. But like all of us, we're wondering, well, how do I do tshuva? Well, well I, I want to do it. I have a pen. I'm ready to sign up. I'm excited about it. I'd like to do it. But it's such a large topic. I'm doing tshuva. Great. What does that mean? A person who's Carrying his laundry and drops a sock and bends down to pick up that one sock very often drops all of his laundry. Why does that happen? Sometimes we end up trying to grab everything and we end up with nothing. Perhaps we needed to, to define exactly how to do tshuva or at least one eitza or one possible way to do it. In explaining this, Rabbi Rucham explains that every person, when he's trying to do tshuva, has good and bad. He has things that are good about him and things that are bad about him. Actions that are intrinsically good and actions that are intrinsically bad. But if you look into specific items in this world, you'll find that there are many things that the Yitzhahara creates as an irbuvia, as a chalad, as a salad, as a big mixture. Is it good or is it bad? There's many examples of this. What about food? Food, is it intrinsically good or intrinsically bad? Well, I don't know. There's times that you can use it for Shabbos, for Yantif. There are times, though, that if you eat too much of it, the Rambam says it brings on sickness, it brings on disease, it increases your taiva. A person's phone, a person's technology, you can listen to podcasts like this, you can listen to Tyra, you can connect, stay connected to family, but there's also a lot of toma. there's a lot of distraction, is it good or is it bad? Sports, your clothing, your jewelry, your food, your baking, your art, your covet, your money, there's levels to everything. How much does a person need? This is the aside of toiv vera. Aldemar Rishon ate from the Eitz Hadas. Before he ate from this, he was Kulei Toiv. After he ate from it, there's a concept of good and bad. Believe it or not, this is a novel idea and a chiddish. It's not so easy to define what's good and what's bad. One of the Avaitas Rabbi Rucham says is finding the exact balance of these things. Being Mephashvesh B'maisav, says Rabbi Rucham, about L'Chaira, this Mephashvesh B'maisav, this idea of searching your actions, how much do I need of something? We say in, in Rosh Hashanah Davening, that the special insert of the 10 days of repentance that we say, that we should have parnasa toiva, good parnasa. Why does the davening say parnasa toiva? Say parnasa, all parnasa is good. Please Hashem inscribe in the book of parnasa, parnasa toiva. Because there's an exact amount, Rabbi Yerucham says, there's an amount of parnasa that's good, and any more would be distracting and would lead to more COVID and ultimately would not be good. So please Hashem give us the parnasa that's good. Please, Hashem, give us the covet that's good. Please, Hashem, give us the right amount of things. The electricity running through our house, Rabbi Kiva Tat says, is the perfect amount to power our house when things are working well. But if you put your finger into the electricity outlet, you would burn your finger. You would shock yourself because that's too much electricity. We need the right amount. The sun is exactly the right amount of light years away from Earth to heat and power the entire solar system. But a centimeter closer, everything would burn a centimeter further, everything would freeze. The exact amount of something is a necessity. Perhaps, when the Ramah says that to do tshuva, perhaps he's asking us to define toivera in our life. Go through the amount of 
quote-unquote outlets that we have, and are we using the right amount of them? Go through and say, go through apps on your phone. Do I need this or do I not need this? Yes, it's Meyerdick for all the things that we need and it makes life easier. But do you need every single app? Is it possible to live with WhatsApp and phone and texting, but live without social media, even though that sounds funny? It's actually the dachistic approach, the, the diamond-cutting approach of every gram matters actually is a big avoida during these 10 days. It's an avoida to make sure to stay in touch. And one of the ways to do this, says Rabbi Rucham, in the more um, practical application, is to make a Kabbalah. It's brought down in Pirkei Ovis, it's brought down in Moses Farm. Kabbalahs help us steig, to make a commitment to something. Now, if you're Oymid and you think about what a Kabbalah does, a Kabbalah does is a commitment to growing. So why is it that we make these commitments and we always fail? A famous question. Now, if you examine it, Rabbi, Rabbi um, Elephant, Rabbi Yosef Elephant Shlita, a Magad Shir in the Mir, Yeshiva Smir in Yerushalayim, says that, let's say, for example, a person makes a Kabbalah that he's not going to speak Lashon Hara. A couple days later, he's a juicy piece of information. He'd like to share it. He goes ahead and he shares it. What happened? He had a Kabbalah, a very interesting psychological insight to what went on. The Kabbalah that the person made was not to speak Lashon Hara. At the time of his Kabbalah, he was feeling good and did not have the desire to make or to say Lashon Hara. Therefore, he committed to not saying Lashon Hara, but subconsciously it was to not say Lashon Hara as long as he doesn't have the desire to. He never made the Kabbalah to still not say Lashon Hara, even though he does have the desire. That's why Kabbalahs consistently fall apart. A person has to be honest with himself and figure out, my commitment is to do this even when I'm going to be in the mood to do it, I'm still not going to do it. It's Yudua that the Chafetz Chaim's Kabbalah, the Sadiq Yisrael Oyland, the Baal Mishnah Bura, the Chafetz Chaim, his Kabbalah was to bench with a bencher for one year. That was one of his Kabbalahs. Now, something so small like this, L'chayr, what does it accomplish? Two approaches that I bumped into. The Avia voice, Shal, the Limon Musari, Hagayna Gadol, Rabbi Yisrael Salander, Zichat Tzadik, Vekadosh Levracha, explains that the Avaida of working on something, you don't attack it at its heart because very often it's not successful. You attack the Nitzaitis, the little sparks around it, and eventually you work your way up. Perhaps the Chavetz Chaim wanted to work on something like davening with Kavana or benching with Kavana, and it worked on the outside with the same approach, to bench with a bencher. One Mahalach, Matis Yo Solomon, the Mashkiach, uh, should be Gesundin Stark of Lakewood based Medrash, BMG, who was a Talmud Movak of Rabbi Eliyahu Lapian, who learned by the altar of Kelm, says that when you want to make a Kabbalah that's going to last, you take whatever your first thought is to, that you want to grow in, make a Kabbalah on it, cut it in half, and then cut it in half. Cut it in half twice. For example, I'm making a Kabbalah that I do not want to speak Lashon Hara. Let me cut that in half and say, I'm not going to speak Lashon Hara for one hour of the day. Then cut that in half and say, you know what, only on this person for one hour. Now, something so small as that is more accomplishing than any other Kabbalah because it lasts. Perhaps the idea is that a Kabbalah, something small like this that lasts, it keeps us connected to Rosh Hashanah. It keeps us connected to Yom Kippur. It keeps us connected to the time that's dear to Hashem, a Kabbalah that lasts, although it's small, keeps us connected to Rosh Hashanah the whole year round. It's very important, number one, for us to define what's toiv and what's ra. Go through and actually think for 30 seconds, do I need this outlet? Yes, I do, but how much of it do I need? I need this designer pair of shoes, but there's a difference between a $400 pair of shoes and a $500 pair of shoes. There is an exact amount. We're cutting diamonds here. 
The limud of Musr is so important to find the exact amount of time that he needs. A person's day and time is the most precious thing that he has. Let this be a schos for us in Klal Yisrael that we should find what's toiv and what's ra, be able to discern what's good and what's bad. And then also make a Kabbalah, a small, tiny Kabbalah that keeps us connected to it. I'd like to throw one or two possible Kabbalahs that I've heard uh, that people have made that have been very successful for them. I'd like to throw them out. Number one, there's a beautiful Kabbalah about David and Shtark. You cut it in half, I'd like to say Kriyashim Ashtark. That's too hard already. Cut that in half also. Just have Kabbalah in the first line of Kriyashim But stay Shtark to that. Keep that for a full year. I want to have, I want to make a Kabbalah. I'm going to do keep it off the aim better. But it's too hard for me to call my parents every single day. A Kabbalah, I'll call them once every two weeks. What does that do? But if you, keep, if you stay committed to it, it keeps you connected to the high holidays throughout the entire year. It keeps you as a committed Masudardikah person. Through this, we should be a good Geben Shtayar. We should all be written down in the Sefer HaChayim. Emir Tzashem, Bekarov. Everyone should have a Moyer Dikah Shabbos. Mm-hmm.